0: Welcome to the Condor Climbing Cast, episode 15. In this episode, I talked to Adam Scott-York. Adam is a super talented musician who plays tons of different instruments. It was really awesome to talk to him about just being a musician and the creative process and some of the struggles uh, that he's come into being a husband and soon-to-be father while still trying to find time to create his music. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Um. Live. okay so listening to your music uh listening to your ep the song that occurred to me as the most i guess the the song that i felt the most was close the door what is that song about
1: um so that song let's see so i i wrote that song about three years ago, um, yeah, three or four years ago, I was at a point where I I had been... um, I had been writing music for a little while, and I had been writing music that I was proud of (laughs) for a little while, and that was really exciting to me. Um, But the whole time, it was... There was kind of this fear that this creativity was gonna stop was gonna just stop flowing was gonna go away it it just wasn't gonna happen anymore Mm -hmm. i was gonna lose it Mm -hmm. and that's basically what the song is about is me kind of wrestling with with this feeling of of creativity and my relationship to it And whether it's something that I control or whether it's something that just happens to me,
0: Mm -hmm. you know. And. Do you have like a story around creativity or have you had like a story around like, I'm only creative when or anything like that? No. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. I feel like because I feel like talking to musicians and talking to creative people, a lot of times there is like a story where, it's like I'm only creative if I smoke tobacco. I'm only creative if this yeah. and stuff like that. So,
1: I never heard of somebody being creative smoking tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unless there's some hallucinogenics in there. But, yeah. um, no, I. For me, it's always been. Well, it's always been something that I, I have to do it, to do it, you know, and that's something that I that I've always known, and everybody has always said. That it's something you gotta just keep doing in order for it to actually, you you gotta practice basically. You know, Mm -hmm. you've gotta kind of get the momentum built up. Um, I mean, maybe some people can just sit down after not creating for three months and write a masterpiece, but you know, I'm not that way. And um, you know, I'm definitely more creative when I'm alone if i'm if I'm completely free to um you know i i'm free of 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 judgment from others, nobody's hearing the process you know which is such a scary thing because mm. you know even the most even the most talented people whenever they start creating something at the beginning it it sounds like nothing yeah you know and so it's that's that's a very vulnerable place to be and so i think being alone is has always been historically where it's been easier for me to be creative um and now that i'm married (laughs) that's like i'm i'm rarely alone you know and this house is small enough that even if i just you know close that door over there it's like there's still a big window right there (laughs) and she can she can hear everything and so my wife is just is constantly exposed to the the process and that's um that's been interesting for me to try and learn how to, how to be creative in a new environment because mm-hmm. before it was always just find a, a place where I'm, I can be alone, nobody's around and I can just tinker. yeah, you know? yeah, gosh, especially when like I'm trying to come up with lyrics or a vocal melody mm-hmm. because I do not have the best voice) <laughs> Like there's a reason I doubled the vocals on every song on the EP. It's cuz yeah. it, it it's called cheating. <laughs> so I I think, you know, I can I can play around on guitar and come up with something just fine, but like trying to come up with lyrics and a vocal melody, I just have to kind of throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. And that's certainly something that I'm more self-conscious of yeah so, yeah my voice and stuff so that that makes it I difficult. feel like
0: I mean I shouldn't say everyone but a lot of people who create especially vocally are pretty self-conscious of their own voice I remember when I I used to um, record radio commercials I used to produce oh, really? radio commercials and hearing my voice for like the first year oh like
1: you you would be in in the booth Really? Mm, yeah. yeah. I can definitely
0: see that. I would record ads and stuff for like yeah, Yamaha, really? like jet skis and stuff. <laughs> when, did yeah. do, when did you do that? A um, couple of years ago, I worked for a sports radio station. Really? In yeah. town? Yeah. Sports radio 810. <laughs> <laughs> I knew nothing about sports, so dude, I, dude. it was always a little bit awkward.
1: <laughs> Just like mispronouncing words all the
0: time. <laughs> like, and I was like, look up is? athletes. Yeah. <laughs> To be like a promo. It was it was rough. What is a ribby? Yeah. <laughs> the the ribbies. Uh, yeah. yeah. So for the first like, I mean, at least like it took months for me to like not cringe when I would listen back to my yeah. to my voice.
1: They say everybody's like that. Everybody says that, and I. <laughs> It's like, it still yeah, I, I, accept, I accept that, but, you know, it's definitely true with me, though. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Everybody's yeah. like, no, 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 your voice is great. Mine like, sucks. <laughs> I'm special. <Yeah. laughs> I'm special. One. Yeah. yeah, it's...
0: So what is, you said you, like, throw stuff at the wall. Mm-hmm. What, is that, what does that look like? Like, what does that process look like of um, creating lyrics, creating melodies?
1: Um... <laughs> So there's usually one of two ways that I write lyrics. Um and it's either either I will sit down and journal and just talk about you know or write about just kinda what I'm feeling. Just kinda
0: like free flow, just write.
1: Yeah, although it's always it always kind of takes takes more of a um and I, I've always like I'm such a analytical kind of person, and as much as I don't want to be, I have a very left brain presence mm-hmm. <laughs> in my in in you know in my life, and I you know I, I'm not a I don't know I I'm not somebody that just like creates and and it just kind of flows and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like whenever I whenever I write in my journal. It always takes the form, essentially, of like a letter to somebody, mm. or 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 a or a or a book, or an essay, or something. You know, it's, interesting.
0: It, so it kind of starts as something else.
1: Well, it, yeah. I mean, it's even as I'm writing in my journal, it's 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 almost like I'm expecting. <laughs> this is so narcissistic, but I'm like expecting somebody to read it at some point in the future. Mm-hmm. You know. And it's like I'm writing for that person. Yeah. You know, it's almost like I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that because it, you know, I, obviously I try to be as honest and vulnerable as I can when I'm journaling because it's my journal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But at the same time, it's almost like, how do I convey what I'm feeling and thinking and experiencing right now to, you know the person who's going to be reading this 50 years from now, which is nobody obviously, but that's just how I, that's how I think about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and so with lyrics, sometimes I will, I will sit down and I will either try and write a poem or I'll I'll write a journal entry and I'll find a, a phrase or something that kind of Mm -hmm. sticks out to me.
0: Is there, like, an example you can think of of, like, a phrase? Um, no. That's okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of times, that kind of leads me to the, to the other method, with I, which I think I use more, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I just sit down, and I'm messing around on guitar or something, or piano, And I just start singing just random phrases that come into my head. And uh, I definitely constrain myself to the music, you know? And so, you know, I may have, like, a a four-bar phrase or something. And so I just kind of throw something out that fits. And I just, I wait for something that sounds correct or sounds emotional or sound mm-hmm. or, or just connects with me mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll, I'll just run with that. And it doesn't always work. Um, in fact, doesn't work very much of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is, that's probably more how I, so that's me throwing stuff at the wall. I just gotcha. start singing something and hope something good comes out. Yeah. It's not, uh, <laughs> it's not very professional. <laughs>
0: no that makes sense do you find yourself do you find yourself sometimes editing like as you're creating yes how do you constantly. break how do you break through that because that's a hard piece um especially being left brain a left brain person i oh my see gosh. That.
1: yeah it's You know, we were were talking earlier, I'm constantly critiquing my ideas, sometimes even, most of the time, before they can even get a chance to become anything. Um, and that is, that's a constant battle for me, is allowing myself to explore the bad ideas. Um... You know, a lot. Of, a lot of times, I'll start with. You know, I had a really bad, um, really bad couple of years of writer's block a couple of years ago, and it's getting to a point where it was. You know, I, I had been writing a lot of this kind of folky acoustic music, and it was all. It was all. Um, you know, it was all kind of inspired by by like, you know, people like Bob Dylan or something mm-hmm. where it's just, it's that folk kind of music where you got a G, C, A minor, maybe throw a B minor in there or something. It's it's like, it's all kind of the same chords. Maybe you capo up a few, <laughs> a mm-hmm. few frets and, and, and I was getting to a point where it was like, every time I played a G chord, I, I, I heard the same G chord and mm-hmm. I couldn't go anywhere new with it. Yeah. And I was I was getting really sick of that and because it, it it was like I was I was being limited by my own abilities because I didn't I mean I only knew the basics. And so um I that definitely drove me to start learning other other instruments. That's kinda of when I started getting more into electric guitar and um and
0: You think the newness of learning a new instrument helps you break out of that?
1: Yeah, that's definitely something. So I, <laughs> I, I play like something like I don't know, six or seven instruments moderately well, like mm-hmm. you know, jack of all trades, master of none, <laughs> and that that's because that that I found that to be the easiest way for me to kind of renew that inspiration it it is to sense. hear something new, to hear it through a different voice. And, um, you know, eventually I'm going to run out of instruments I'm able to play. <laughs> so it's like, I'm going to find something different. <laughs> gotta find another way to do that. Um, but, but that's always been, you know, it's almost like I have this feedback loop where I have to, you know, some people can just create something in their mind and then, and then you know they have a vision of what they want it to sound like or what they want it to be, and then they just work to create that vision to bring that to fruition. I can't do that. Like I, 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 I don't think I've ever started from a place of like I want to write a song about this or I want to write a song that sounds like this. You know, um, sometimes I'll constrain myself by being like I want to write a song in three four or something, and and that's it. That'll that'll kind of help me get going.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But for me the song has always informed itself you know i i will write like a little a little bit and then i will just listen to that over and over and and think where where does this want to go next like what it's like i almost am like asking the song to help me write itself you mm-hmm. know and that's that's how i write lyrics too is i'll I have no idea what I'm writing about. I'll just kind of throw something out there. I mean, the song you're talking about close the door, I I just um I just started singing those that first line, you know, sit and wait. Um and it was like, okay, well, where do I go from this line? Okay. Now, where do I go from that line? All right. Now I have this first this first um verse which is now a full idea. Okay, what is this idea? Where do I want to go with that? And, and so it's like each line informs the next, mm-hmm. and so I—I I mean, I won't know what a song is about until it's done, pretty much. Um, and that—that's—that's kind of how how it's always been for me, anyway.
0: You're discovering it almost as much as I did when I first listened to it. Oh
1: yeah, absolutely, yeah.
0: That's cool. Yeah. I felt like so when you're writing when you're writing that song. What what did you say came first?
1: Just the first line. Yeah, I um I was just you know playing guitar um and I mean it's it's mostly the guitar line is pretty much the same throughout for the most part. Mm. And uh and I was just kind of playing over that and just started singing some stuff and that first line sit and wait if you want to hear uh I've got things I want to say. Mm. You know, I I was like, okay, where do I go with this? What 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 am I trying to say with this? How how am I feeling right now? What am I trying to express? And, um, I mean, I I probably, <laughs> uh, I was just remembering I. So there's there's a part th- that song probably took me like, I probably wrote that over like six or eight months. Mm-hmm. It it takes me forever to write songs. <laughs> um until it doesn't which is usually due to some kind of pressure where <laughs> i'm like in, which leads me to um a few years ago me and me and a buddy were uh, we were in a band together called the engineers um mm. and we were we had a gig and i was like i want to play this song but it's not done yet and so the whole last half of the song that's like um how does it even go uh take a breath and put the da 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 that whole part.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I wrote that in I uh, like on the car ride there <laughs> to do the gig.
0: That sounds so stressful.
1: <laughs> well that that's like I did that actually That there's a second song on the EP that I did that with as well. Like yeah. I finished the last verse in a coffee shop the afternoon before a gig. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, I really want to play this song tonight. Yeah. So I'm gonna finish it. Yeah. And I actually like. I remember finishing it. I actually, I I left. Oh, I remember. I like pulled over or something and like wrote it down in my journal. And then for some reason, I set the journal on top of my car.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I like drove off, and I completely <laughs> lost the journal. <laughs> yeah that was interesting so no idea where that went <laughs> lots of ideas probably lots of songs. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. We're somebody's gonna get famous off of that Gerald.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's mine it's gonna be like the secret pick <laughs> yeah. the pick of destiny <laughs>
1: <laughs> somebody just finds it on the side of the road
2: yeah,
0: like... <laughs> yeah. How, um how do you balance um because you're an architect by trade engineer yeah. engineer yeah, yeah so, i work with architects so you work with architects. Yeah. What is your like your day to day? Like what do you focus on usually? At work? Mhm.
1: Um so my, for work I'm a I'm a plumbing engineer, so it I I basically design the plumbing systems on commercial buildings. Okay. Um so I I work in a um a team of engineers and architects, you know, architects, civil engineers, structural engineers, um you know, specialty consultants, kitchen consultants, things like that, and so I just just draw out piping. and say, you know, put the shit over here. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> all flows that downhill. That That's kind of the main, the main yeah. concept. So,
0: how do you balance? How do you balance work because you work full time? Mm-hmm. How do you balance work with um, creating your music? Um. Well.
1: A lot of times I will um fortunately being more of a designer, a lot of my work is just at the computer, plugging away, mm-hmm. and so I'll wear headphones and listen to music, listen to podcasts, and if I come up with an idea, I'll just write it down, you yeah, know, maybe record a little voice memo um my lunch break sometimes I'll go and write Are your
0: voice memo guy oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely voice it's memo hard guy. for me to it's hard for me to get into that. It's hard for me to record ideas as voice memos. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know why. I'm, I have to. Really? Because I will
1: forget them very quickly.
0: I r- usually write, write them down. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, maybe I should try voice memoing again.
1: It's Yeah, it's helpful to uh, for me anyway, because I'll, I'll just be driving or something and be like, you know, toying with a line what in my head. What about that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of the... My, my alone time now is, is driving, and so I'll just... Be recording a bunch of me- voice memos in the car um yeah so it, it's it's tough for sure especially now that i'm married and have a baby coming in three weeks mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to trying to find that time um fortunately i have an incredible wife who's very supportive and and is aware of like how how much i i need that creative space and that time and how important that is for me um but yeah it's it's a challenge for sure when you you know when you um you know th- this winter it's been like especially tough because in the middle of the day i'm at work just like thinking of all these ideas and like feeling really motivated to work on some song but it's like i i i can't because <laughs> i'm at work
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um then i come home and it's dark and it feels like it's bedtime already and i um i'm not really i mean i feel like i'm a little more creative in the day daytime Mm. um at least i'm more motivated and have more energy uh but yeah so that that's been a challenge for sure um so just finding little times little little times to do what you can has has worked for me Somewhat
0: <laughs> just finding like little blocks of time, yeah,
1: yeah, and I think I think having a recording setup where I can just like um record a little idea and work with that and kind of flesh it out, and then listen to it at work and be like, "Okay, where do I want to go with this? All right, I have an idea, remember that, go home that night, try and add that onto it, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah, it's such an iterative process, and it I feel like I just inch along a lot of the times, and I'm, you know, I'm really grateful that I have, you know, a good job that I can support my family with, and and that allows me to have, you know, all these instruments and recording equipment that I'm surrounding myself with, Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I feel really lucky, but at the same time, I'm, I'm like, you know, the flip side is now I have way less time, yeah, to do this stuff, and I'm like, really jealous of those people who just do this full-time and, and, you know, um, maybe just do a part-time job and then music the rest of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, you know, got to pick your battles, I guess.
0: (laughs) I feel like a, um, a difficult part of the process that I've seen with, um, my girlfriend with Ida is like, it seems hard to support yourself through your, um, creations Mm -hmm. if it's like, oh I gotta I gotta like play some shows to get by Mm -hmm. it's like it's hard to be creative in a place of like need when it's like not abundant does that make sense yes yeah have you have you dealt with that because for me it's like for me it's okay right now because I'm I'm pretty taken care of I can be creative I don't Mm -hmm. have a lot of expenses but if you have more expenses it's it can be really hard to be in that creative space if you're like
1: yeah if you're having a hustle Shit, all i time. gotta sell
0: some music
1: yeah oh definitely i mean yeah. it, and i mean i can you know so when i was playing with the engineers it was just me and and uh, my buddy kyle east and we were kind of starting to gain a little momentum and uh we were you know we were being asked to play some shows and uh we were writing a lot more music, and he kind of got to a place where he was like, hey, I don't want to make this, like, a, a serious thing, because as soon as it becomes, like, a really serious thing, it, it, it sucks out all the fun, and, you know, for me, I was, like, really motivated to keep going, um, but over time, I kind of started to understand, like, where he was coming from, because the more you're... The more you're required to do something, (laughs) the less fun it becomes, Mm. you know, and whether you're required to do it because of, you know, contracts or because you just got to make some money, um, or, or because like, it's just kind of part of the hustle, then it can definitely suck a lot of the fun out of it. And a lot of the, you know, I've, I've never been, I've never been super motivated to, to become a in like an artist or a um, or a yeah I guess an artist that would you know that, that people would like really pay to see <laughs> because you know if that happens now there's this there's this expectation and there's this um, you know let's say you have a you know a record label paying your expenses you now have an obligation to them to make them money and release music and maybe you don't feel like releasing music maybe you aren't feeling creative and so you know it, it I kind of start to understand a lot of a lot of um artists that have been at it for a long time and all of a sudden they're releasing shitty music and you're like what's going on well maybe they have Obligations that are forcing them to release music that maybe they're not happy with, Mm -hmm. or or create in a time where they just have no creativity, um, because it's not always something you can just conjure up. And so that um, that's always been kind of a a scary thought to me of Mm -hmm. of of, you know your creativity being you know we we all want to (laughs) be we all want to be paid for our for our work you know have some sort of like monetary value associated with it but once you do that you're now you're now kind of in the in the in the race you know you gotta keep making money Hmm. just to live and get by and and that changes the game you know so again i that also makes me really grateful to be like all right i have another source of income that i don't I, i can let my music just be my music um and if people listen to it then great um but at the same time you know of course there's always just like i don't always have time to to do that
0: right you know so yeah
1: it's got to, yeah double-edged sword so definitely <laughs> gotta pick pick which side you want to be on
0: yeah do you show wise what do you where do you usually play or um do you play mostly in kansas city or do you have gigs Well, play in other states.
1: So, I actually haven't, man, I haven't played this music live for probably two years. Um, I was, so I actually got to a place where I was getting really sick of my own songs. Mm -hmm. And
0: that must be an interesting feeling. Oh, my gosh.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I mean, there, there's another reason why, like, you know, if you kind of start to think about, like, the the downsides of being a, a professional musician or a professional artist, you know, imagine, like, spending all this time writing music, and then spending all this time recording it, and you've just heard these same ten songs over and over and over and over and over for months and months and months, and now you've got to go on a, a year and a half tour and play them almost every night. hmm You know, I... I spent about eight months um, recording just these four songs and by the end of it, I was like, I never want to hear these again. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, and so, the only honestly, the only reason I even recorded this EP because I was... So, the oldest song on the EP is eight, is about eight years old. I wrote it when I was like 20, 2021.
0: What song is it?
1: Um, what I Need, the first one. And then the next one... Would be keys in hand, which I wrote probably in the same year, maybe a year later, mm-hmm. um, and then close the door and clockwork. I wrote those uh, maybe like five and six years ago, so it's they're they're old songs, and honestly, I I hadn't played them in a long time, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, I want to officially move on to something else, so. I'm just going to sit down and record these just for posterity's sake. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be that that special or anything. Just to, like, get them out. Right, yeah. yeah. And, of course, I was like, okay. As I started to do it, I was like, if I'm going to do this, i got to do it right. And so it ended up taking eight <laughs> yeah. months. and I'm yeah. just, like,
0: <laughs> just getting them out was an eight-month process. Right, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, I mean, I was like, I can't just, yeah. My perfectionist side took over.
0: we are going to get out there. It's got to be good. Exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Allie's just like she's like I thought you were just doing this for like you know posterity sake I am and I was like yes but my posterity must know that I (laughs) it's gotta be good (laughs) my posterity
0: posterity must be the best yes yeah
1: so they yeah anyway I was just the perfectionist side of me took over and I was like okay gotta make this as good as possible um so anyway all that to say I don't really play this stuff live anymore Mm -hmm. um I think if it got to a place where enough people listened to it and and wanted me to play a show, then I absolutely would. Um, but, you know, it, it's... That 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 doesn't usually happen. Normally, it's like, you gotta... There's so much music out there, you gotta, like, really fight to get to the front, you know, and get to mm. people's ears and be like, hey, listen to this. You know? Uh, and... I'm you know i I wrote this music. I was in such a different place than I am now um it it would be hard for me to really uh champion it.
0: You'd almost have to i don't know if this is true, but you'd almost have to yeah, how would you get back into that place? Like, to play it, would you just...
1: Well, if I wanted to get back into the place where I was when I was writing this music, I would probably have to leave my wife, go in some sort of drunken frenzy, and get and just, like, ruin my life, and Mm. get totally depressed and suicidal.
0: Yeah.
1: That's where I would have to be.
0: (laughs) But is there a way you could, like... Because, I mean, those memories are there. Do you think you could, like get back into the feeling of that
1: I mean I, I can I can access those memories for sure but it, mm. it's just you know it's not the same when you're when you're living it right you know and it's uh, um, at least for me I, I, I'm a very I'm a very um, in the moment kind of person I, you know, to a fault sometimes. You know, it, it has its positives and negatives. But I, I, I um. I have a hard time accessing memories, and I can do it sometimes. But I'll like access memories, and really let them inform, you know, where I'm at now. You know, I I hear some songwriters who can, who can write about their childhood and and make it feel as as if it had just happened you know um and i really admire that and i I think that's that's something i'd like to try and maybe grow in but it's it's not natural for me i i like to write about where i'm at in the moment Mm -hmm. and and i like to perform those songs because that's what i'm really feeling and experiencing right now and i can kind of um you know, because at this point, it, a, a lot of times, if I were to perform it, it's, you know, I, I could really try and kind of get in that headspace, but I've done it so many times, it's just kind of words and, and notes that I'm kind of just reperforming, And it, mm. it's hard to, it's hard to really get back in that headspace because e- even though you want to, and you kind of hope that it's, that it's, that it's really connecting with the people who are listening, because that's what you want, you know, you, you I mean, I, My hope for my music is just that it, it connects with people, connects people with their humanity. And, you know, I I feel like I would need to be connected to what I'm trying to say. You know, it's not just, I'm not just, you know, reciting a poem or something. I, I'm actually, it's the difference between reading a script and an actor acting out the script you know it's Mm um so there's there's a there's a a real difficulty in that because you want it's more than just words and 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 notes and and frequencies that are just combining to create quote-unquote music you know it's there's there's a human behind it and and there's a real uh A spiritual thing that's happening and a and a connection that's being made even if it's just through a recording you know and you know I've experienced that when I listen to music that really affects me and that that's all I that's all I want that is my goal is to is to create an experience for other people that I myself have experienced from other people's music you know a a way to be like i hear something and i go oh my gosh that is exactly how i feel and i i didn't have the words for it you know or or i i just needed i needed it to be recognized outside of me and give some legitimacy to it
0: you're accomplishing that
1: oh good (laughs) (laughs) that's 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 good to hear
0: (laughs) it resonates it definitely resonates i'm glad um Listening listening to um, that EP you sent me, I mean, there was, I was able to, like, be in that space. It's, like, it tends to be more rare for me now to just sit and listen to music. Usually I'll, like, have music on and I'll be doing something. But if it's, like, a song that, like, captures me, I will, like, stop what I'm doing. And I stopped what I was doing and I just listened through.
1: Oh, man, that makes me feel very good yeah <laughs> thank you uh, oh man that that yeah that's that's awesome I'm really glad cause that's that's all I want like for my music is mm-hmm. for somebody to for somebody to be able to hear it and just kind of feel human
0: like be present with your music
1: yeah yeah yes I'm very, very glad to hear that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you're glad.
2: I uh, yeah.
1: That's I'm glad that you're glad, I'm glad. when
0: I was sitting when I was sitting there listening to that, close the door. So much of it resonated with my creative process and mm-hmm. like my want to, especially when I'm like if I'm mixing a song or just being creative in general, how I just want to be there with it mm-hmm. and just like just get into it. Yeah. And just let myself you know, be there for 10 hours or whatever. If, if that just is what happens. Um, so a lot of, a lot of it resonated, especially being younger and like someone would come downstairs in the basement and I'd be like, close the door. Yeah. Oh,
1: I love that. Cause, cause man, Music just means so many different things to so many different people, and I think that is even a song, even a song that that is just like a clear-cut kind of story,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, which is a lot of how I write. Um, I like to I like to write very logically. Mm-hmm. Um, even even that kind of music, people will grab onto little phrases. Um, or even the song as a whole and 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 have a completely different interpretation of it mm-hmm. and that is that I think that's how how music should be um because if you can't you know, if you know i i just i laugh at those people who are like trying to figure out exactly what a song is about mm-hmm. because you know and it's funny you hear a lot of a lot of artists when they're asked like what is this song about what like, is, th- is this what you meant by that phrase? Or is this what you meant by that phrase? And they're like, man, you're missing the point. <laughs> it's like, it's, I'm not going to kind of give you a straightforward answer. It's like, maybe this is what I was thinking, but it, it's not, it's not a, a textbook. It, it's, it's not like a, you know, a research paper or something.
0: It's you're not supposed to try to figure it out. Yeah. It, it's like does, <laughs>
1: what, what does it mean to you? What does it make yeah. you feel? What does it conjure up in your mind? Um and
0: Do you think maybe that's because it's easier for people to go cerebral with it instead of just like feeling the music?
1: Yeah, I think so. Especially when you know, I, I think I think that's a natural uh direction that people want to go with a really interesting song because um I think a lot of people you know, the way that people are, they feel first. When something important happens, it goes you know, it, they feel it first, and then they figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, and and some people <laughs> never really get to the head space. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, if if you're if you're just something happens to you, you're you know, you're at a party and something says something that is hurtful, you feel it first, and then you try and figure it out and work through it later. Mm-hmm. You know, as 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 time goes on, and and I think. Some people are more inclined to stay in the feeling part of it, and some people are more inclined to stay in the analytical part of it. Mm-hmm. And I think with music, it, it's meant to to really live mostly in in the abstract, in the in the emotion of it. You know, that's at least for, for me, anyway. It's not meant to be figured out.
0: I can give you an example of my longtime favorite band. I mean, forever has been Radiohead, dude.
1: I just I just heard about them like like a a year ago, not really. I'm kidding. No, I've I've heard about them for a long time, but I like I just I'm I'm such a freaking bandwagoner. Mm. I just like absolutely fell in love with them like a year and a half ago, and have been like nonstop listening to them. Even though I've known about them since I was like 16.
0: That's how I've always felt about them, though. Yeah, people have always asked me because I've listened to them for a long time. So people who have also listened are curious what I feel like different songs are about. Mm-hmm. And I don't really care with oh, them. yeah. It's such like a, they just make me feel. Yeah. And that's like the furthest I'll even go with it.
1: There are some bands where you hear their words and you're like, I have got to look up these lyrics and learn every word. And there's some bands where you're like, I don't really care what he's saying, honestly. Like I can, I, I get out, I hear little words here and there, but it's, you know, it's it's much more a part of the whole.
0: It's like an ephemeral experience. Yeah, it,
1: it's it's a, it's almost like the words are just there to give shape to the to the music.
0: Mm. Like it, kind of like a container for it. Yeah, it's
1: it. some. It's almost like they're there just so that you don't have to go. Ah you can actually like make some shapes with your mouth. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Which totally. is I mean <laughs> it's not actually that. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really degrading, but <laughs> no, not not that Radiohead stuff is like by any means, you know, shallow or anything. I think they have a lot of really deep lyrics, but it's it's just it's it's not what's important to me. It's the like song as a whole is you know, it's almost like the lyrics are Reflecting the emotion of the song Yeah Which is One way to do it I think it's a beautiful way to do it um, That's not how I do it That's not how my brain works mm-hmm. um, But I absolutely love music like that
0: I do too But yeah that I've never really considered uh, That idea Until you said that What idea? Uh, the idea of You know like Not needing to figure out mm. The lyrics Because yeah. that's i I enjoy lyrics and they're interesting to me, but some bands um just don't really care. I just know that I like how their music makes me feel yeah.
1: are are you, it's like are you gonna try and tell me you you were like sitting there decoding Bonnie Vare's music? That guy writes the most abstract like almost nonsense words <laughs> like to his music, but they're absolutely beautiful, and they and they, you know, some of them may be kind of, you know, story related. And, and some people may be really offended that I would say something like that. And they're like, no, he's talking about this and this and this. Right. But like, that's the beauty of his, of it is that to one person, they may hear those kind of free form kind of uh, um, just what do you call it when you're just like writing freehand, basically.
0: Yeah, just like free flowing, um, emotional.
1: Ah, there's a name for it or something, but where you're just kind of letting it come out. To one person, it may be a crystal clear um narrative. And to somebody else, like you know, like me, for a lot of, you know, Bunny Vare's music, it's like it's just kind of it's almost just nonsense words <laughs> that are there to reflect the emotion of the music. You know, mm. they're almost secondary to to the music and and the melody and stuff like that. So it's you know they're they're there for a reason, but it's not to it's not to tell you what to think or what to feel or or what where to go with it. It's almost like it gives you a it gives you a um a canvas or something or it gives you like a starting point and says okay you take this the rest of the way. Hmm. Like the the rest of this of this experience is on you, you know. It
0: leaves a lot of interpretation for the listener.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And if you and if you are open to it, then it can be such a profound experience to you know, some people need a little more guidance and that's okay. Um you know, you take somebody like like death Cat for cutie, Ben Gibbard, one of my all-time favorite songwriters. Mm-hmm. His stuff is very narrative driven. Very, you yeah. know, you listen to it and it's like you you know what's going on. Um and that's that's kind of how I write, for sure. But some people are like I'm not going to give you so much, you know, I'm I'm going to let you take this mm-hmm. further.
0: I don't know how he stacks up so much heartbreak, man. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know how he's still doing it.
1: Yeah, well, I think he's happy now, so their music hasn't really been as good. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny.
0: I haven't listened to him for a while, but every time I would, I'd be like, "Damn, he got dumped hard again." Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh,
1: and that—that's somebody that I like really. Um, yeah, that. That's somebody that I feel like is kind of a kindred spirit of mine in in the songwriting sense. I, I I write in a very similar vein of like one of one of my favorite songs of his is uh title and registration. I haven't um, heard it. It's off uh, Transatlanticism. Uh, it, it goes the glove compartment is inaccurately named. And everybody knows it, and so it's like the song is basically about you know it starts out, and he's talking about the glove compartment of a car
2: mm-hmm.
1: and what a dumb name for that because nobody ever puts their gloves in there <laughs> yeah. and one time I got pulled over, and I had to give him my title and registration, and then all of a sudden boom, he pulls in the uh the the real heart of the song, which is I found these these pictures that I completely forgot about that reminded mm-hmm. me of when I was with you and it just broke my heart all over again you know but the way he 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 threads this this story and cr- makes it so poetic um so I'm proposing a swift orderly change cuz behind its doors there's nothing to keep my fingers warm and there I find souvenirs of better times. And so it's like, he just kind of, it, it's like, what are you talking about, dude?
0: And then all a of love a sudden department? you're like, oh.
1: Yeah, and then it clicks at the end. And yeah. it's like, how you can take something. He has a real talent for taking the mundane and turning it into the really personal Mm. really personal and and doing it in a very poetic way
0: it's like you're confused at first and then you get real emotional mm-hmm.
1: yeah totally <laughs> yeah. absolutely oh <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, and that's like that's completely contrasted with what you know Radiohead does, yes, you know, where they they'll have kind of phrases here and there that allude to what that allude to an idea
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know not they just never
0: narrative. really give you. Yeah. The whole picture. Mm-hmm. It's always just like they're kind of poking at it. Yeah. Or like showing you like the foot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And it's, you got to kind of take it the rest of the way. Yeah. Which is, it's, ju- it's just another approach. Mm-hmm. And it can be done successfully as well. Um, you know, and, and when that's successful, usually what that looks like is, is you listen to it and it makes you feel one way then eight months later you listen to it again and you hear something and you that you didn't hear before that totally. makes you feel a way a certain way totally
0: you depending know depending on the season i'm in i can mm-hmm. listen to their albums and feel completely different because yeah. i interpret it differently yeah totally which is so cool yeah i
1: could definitely <laughs> talk about them for a long time yeah. i've been trying desperately to get my dad to Get into them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a band that it takes. I feel like it takes a particular one of their albums to capture somebody. And then they take the whole ride. Uh Because I feel like they're all so different. Like in rainbows is always. That's what I started with. Yeah. That's a good start. Mm -hmm. It's a safe start.
1: Which is, which is weird because it's, it's a very experimental album.
0: Mm -hmm. But I feel like the, it's, it's a little bit closer to, like a pop feel, almost like there's elements of it. It's there.
1: it's it's hookier.
0: Yeah, definitely more more hooks. Like there's more,
1: which I think is because I, I don't know how how quickly they recorded it, but I I, I seem to remember. For, well, I know that they released it for free, mm-hmm. which kind of makes me think that maybe they spent a little bit less time on it. Um, which makes me think that they, um. They just kind of allowed stuff to just come out and not develop it into kind of the weird that they normally would yeah. do with like, you know, kind of like Kid A or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and what came out was incredible, first of all, <laughs> but also something that was maybe slightly more accessible, had some elements that were...
0: For sure. You know, It was brighter. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was a little brighter. Yeah. Uh, I, I love it. It's, me too. That was... What's your favorite on that album favorite song if you could like just throw it out there it doesn't have to
1: so be. i don't know if i could even like there's i don't think i could i could like uh here's the thing where, where i'm at with with them is i you know since i just got into them after they released um moonshade pool mm-hmm. um they had such a backlog of music so much music that and it was all so good That except for Pablo Honey, I I never listen to that album. (laughs) You haven't listened to it? No, I've listened to it, but I never do listen to it because it sucks. (laughs) Um, But everything since then has been perfect. Anyway, um, it's been like it's almost like I'm listening to one album, which is just the Radiohead discography. Totally, and so like if if you were like, oh, what about you know, uh, you know, spinning? What was that song? Spinning, yes yeah, a spinning place. Bears or something.
0: Uh, that's a different off one. That's like hunting, hunting bears. Hunting bears. Hunting bears. I don't yeah. know. It's just like something like that.
1: I can I can hear all these songs in my head, but it's mm. like I don't have them connected to the names or the album that they come yeah. with. Yeah,
0: so. it's it's hard to everything in its right place has always kind of been mm. one of my all time favorites. Oh my gosh! Just because, yeah, man. Have you? Oh, sorry, go ahead. I just that song. Every time I hear it, is just like. The same feeling every time. It yeah. doesn't ever get old.
1: Yeah. Oh man, it's so good. They that was also their first, you know, um, venture into more synthy electronic type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And the the synth he's using on that is a is a Prophet synthesizer, mm-hmm. which is like, if you're into analog synths at all, it's like the holy grail. <laughs> it's just it's just like one of the coolest sounding synths that's ever been made
0: it's so awesome that
1: and they use it in a lot of their music and it sounds and they use it like how it was meant to be used yeah
0: Yeah. that song is like a warm it's like a warm bath Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) um dude you should listen to so there's this a couple years ago i got really really into jazz
0: um i was gonna ask you yeah Finish this, and then I have a question that's okay. related. Yeah,
1: and there's a there's a, a contemporary jazz um, pianist named Brad Meldow, mm-hmm. and he loves Radiohead, and he's covered like probably five or six of their songs. Nice. And he's covered everything in its right place. And oh gosh, I need to listen to that exit music for a film. He did that one. Uh, did a few others I can't think of, but yeah. I was into that.
0: I would be very Yeah, into that. I'll,
1: I'll send that to you. I'll
0: add that to the show notes too. So anybody who also loves Radiohead can. Brad Meldau. <laughs> Meldau. M E H L D A
1: U? M E L D A U. Yeah, we'll find notes. it. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs>
0: I was going to ask, um, and it made me think of it when you mentioned jazz, but what is a genre of music or a band that would surprise people if you told them that like, you're a fan or you listen to it? Just from, like, your music, I guess.
1: From my music? Oh, gosh. Like, um, compared to
0: your music would be Oh, surprising. compared to my music? Muse. Muse? I love
1: Muse. How do you do? That's oh, my awesome. gosh. Dude. Um,
0: what is it about Muse that's... Uh,
1: <laughs> man, um, it's funny. They're they they uh, they're one of those bands that it's like...
0: People love them where they really hate yeah. them.
1: I, I'm not crazy about a lot of their newer stuff, and I've kind of... Don't really listen to it See. but they have three albums that's like just this trifecta of just perfect progressive rock that it's like prog rock orchestral it, I don't, they just blend so much in there and you know i i'm so like my main instrument is actually bass guitar like i've played that since i was 12 years old mm-hmm. and if i ever am trying to play with people I'm always like I'm a bassist because that's what I'm most confident on um, and honestly that's my favorite instrument to play um, so I mean any any band that has like as creative bass lines as they do mm. I'm like I'm into it
0: what's your favorite bass line from you
1: oh oh um, gosh hang on let me I
0: can pull that up real quick
1: okay. there's I mean hysteria was the first one i learned which i mean when i first started playing bass when i was in high school people were like
3: oh my gosh play hysteria
1: (laughs) and they're right it's a freaking amazing song yeah um but there's another one uh i think it's off the resistance unnatural selection Mm. that has a dope bass
0: line okay
3: it's like
1: he also does a lot of they do a lot of different tuning so that's pretty cool um
0: What album is Unnatural Selection, bro? It's
1: off of uh, uh The Resistance.
0: Oh, so that is one of their not newest but It was newer. their last
1: good one in my opinion.
0: <laughs> that was the My favorite still is Black Holes and Revelations. Revelation. Yeah. That's an amazing album. So good. One
1: thing I love about that album that I definitely try and strive for in my music is the the uh just the the wide range of influences, like they have a flamenco kind of song on there. Mm-hmm. They have a, you know, they have. There's this one song that's, um, kind of starts on like guitar, and it, it's kind of a, it has a very western yes. kind of feel to yeah, it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: and then the the trumpet comes in later on, mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh, oh my gosh, <laughs> just takes you right there. Yes. Yeah. It's like sure. what am I in spaghetti western? <laughs> yeah. And it's like they execute it so perfectly.
0: That's one of my favorite songs, and I for some reason I cannot remember the name of it.
1: I just listened to it the other day. I think it's uh
0: so epic.
1: Yeah. It, yeah.
0: That's gonna bother me. Oh, I'll, I'll it, find
1: though. it. I will find it right now.
0: But it's that song,
1: Assassin. No, not Assassin. City of Delusion.
0: City of Delusion. They, there's dun, an, dun, dun, dun. yeah. That's right. Yeah. So good. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but they're a band. They're a band that definitely yeah it takes you to so many different places i feel like mm-hmm. like with their music and like you said their their inspirations are always like it seems like it's all across the board mm-hmm. for them yeah. which is always interesting to listen to their albums cuz i feel like there's so many yeah like you yeah. said so many different influences
1: even lyrically they're they're very different than me cuz i'm i'm very much like about the personal and about like exploring kind of the emotion of you know of somebody, and I, I don't like diving into you know, the political so much. Mm. They're ultra political. They're like they freaking anarchical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're they're yeah, and there a lot of their stuff is is, um, I wouldn't say anti, but like very critical of like government and religion and things mm. like that, and. Um, and it's, it's not stuff that is normally very attractive to me, but I, the way, the way they approach it, I don't know, to me is like, yeah, I can, I can definitely, you know, City of Delusion, that's like, that's all, that's like very, um, you know, critical of religion, Mm. you know, and as a religious person, I'm still like, yeah. Yeah. I, I love that song <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and like and I can even I I can like identify with with the lyrics even you know it, it just because just it's
0: what is some of the, some of the parts that like resonated with you with that song
1: um well the chorus is like uh, um is, is just like two lines it's uh I think it's destroy this city of delusion uh break these walls down or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um and it's it's uh it's basically um I don't I don't know. It's so Do you know who, you know who Sam Harris is? Mm-hmm. So he's somebody who is like pretty extremely critical of pretty much all religions. Mm-hmm. Um and but he still like brings up a lot of really good Concerns and a lot of really good points and stuff that I think is is good to to think about and, and wrestle with and um, it's the same with same with Muse you know they 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 a lot of their stuff is like they kind of bring up points that are you know it, it's not it's not it's not like a it's not like an intellectual like Sam Harris who's, who's like talking about like well there's this and this and this and mm-hmm. you know arguing about it it's more like an emotion of, of like, this is how it makes me feel. This is how, this is more kind of like a holistic um, response to that. What do you want to do with it? You know? Mm. And you can be like, all right, whatever. Or you can be like, oh yeah, you're totally right. Or you can be like, okay, this is a complicated kind of, issue that somebody is like you know wrestling with because a lot of their music is extremely um uh emotional (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know even just the way that matt bellamy sings is so like dramatic
0: sounds like he's almost about to cry a lot of the time. yeah yeah totally like he's about to break down yeah he's like wailing Uh
1: uh-huh which is absolutely beautiful and it's like i think that you know some of us just kind of live in that place of like just emotional turmoil, mm-hmm. um, and you know, the nice thing about it, the thing about a, a song is like it 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 can't capture everything about everything, you know, and, and it's it kind of will help give you like a snapshot into a moment, mm-hmm. and um, even an entire band who's who's their feel like they feel like they're just kind of. Just shouting and crying and and trying to get somebody to hear them you know mm. it's like that is something that we can all relate to for sure and that I think that's what really resonates with me about about their music despite it being really dope just, <laughs> you know, and all just like incredibly them. they're like incredible <laughs> composers and musicians yeah um but on top of that just the feeling of being like feeling like nobody hears you and that you are just alone in the void and you're just shouting and making as much noise as you can and nothing's happening. You mm-hmm. know, that's something that I think people can really, um, understand.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I really do. What what was your, um, cause you said you started playing bass mm-hmm. when you were 12. Yeah. What was your process through playing music? Like through childhood?
1: So I started playing. My parents had me start taking piano lessons when I was four, and I hated it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Did it help you get structured? Oh my gosh, absolutely! Helped, yeah.
1: yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna make my kids take music lessons, even if they don't want to. Because <laughs> that's what
0: I've that's what I've heard is like a, a lot of people will say they maybe dislike their their start with piano, but it helped so much in the long run. With, oh my like, gosh, yeah, yeah, with structure. And... Yeah,
1: I it. I mean. When you're a kid, you you your likes and dislikes change from moment to moment, mm-hmm. you know, and so it's kind of up to your parents to give you some kind of structure and, and like a foundation. And so I'm, I'm really glad that they, you know, that I, I ended up quitting when I was like 16 and then a year later, I was just like playing piano nonstop because <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: it was like all of a sudden I was like, oh, actually, I, I really like this now that I'm not being forced to do it. hmm but because I was forced to do it, I had the ability and, and the skill to like start doing it on my own, which is
0: now you can just play.
1: Yeah, and so started on piano when I was four. Then my parents had me start on cello. I did that for like two or three years. Me and my because I, I have five siblings and we all we all did music and stuff. And then when I was like ten, I, I started playing drums, um, and. Never got really that good at that. <laughs> and then when I was I, I when I was like ten, eleven, twelve, I was kinda of starting to search for like different outlets to do music and just kind of exploring that. And then I, I found a bass in, in my parents' basement and I was like, Well, this looks like an easy instrument <laughs> And uh I just started picking that up when I was twelve and I, I liked it. Um but my dad was leading worship at a church at that time. And so I like picked it up, and then two months later he was like, "All right, you're gonna play on the worship team and I was like, "Oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> and so kind of threw me right into the deep end yeah. and uh, I remember, oh my gosh, I remember I would like basically be sitting on the floor. I was like twelve years old, sitting on the floor, hiding behind the piano. If you're in the congregation, nobody could see me because <laughs> I was like <laughs> hiding, just like. Focusing so hard on these like chord sheets, <laughs> making sure not to screw up. But, yeah, so then, but it was right around that time that I also started getting really into classic rock. Mm. And
0: what well, was like the band that got you into it? Rush. Rush. Hell yeah! In, in,
1: into the bass, anyway. Nice. I remember a, Lee. watching a video of them performing Y Y Z, and yeah. I was like, like my <laughs> little mind just started dripping That's out my a ears <laughs> oh my gosh a yeah song. yeah but i mean my my dad was a musician or is a musician he started playing guitar when he was 14 and you know he's more of a focused individual than i am so he's he plays pretty much only guitar and a little piano mm-hmm. whereas i'm like
0: he's more i'm like bored a, of this i want to go play
1: that now <laughs> he's
0: more of like a specialist
1: oh yeah 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 he's well he, he's an extremely focused person um and but he's he, you know he was like he went to college for music he uh he managed a record store in in the in the 80s um, so music was his life oh yeah yeah and he's he's always been a huge influence on on me musically um whenever i like am writing something new I'll, and i go over to my parents house i'm like dad listen to this <laughs> what do you think what do you think <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> yeah do you guys ever play together
1: Uh uh-huh yeah we i mean not as much anymore uh so there are actually a couple songs i have on spotify and one of them is uh called matter of time and my dad recorded the solo on that so like each that song is kind of like verse interlude verse interlude verse interlude bridge verse done and each interlude there's a little guitar solo part and my dad wrote and and performed that part and so yeah we we've uh that was a really cool experience to kind of have him play on that.
0: That's awesome.
1: Um but his his uh his dad um was also a lifelong musician and and um that's actually where I got that upright bass.
0: Very cool.
1: And uh yeah, I I have a lot of his his old stuff here. He passed away a couple of years ago. Um and he was like he was like a country musician, country bluegrass. Mm. So he was banjo was his thing, banjo and have You told me
0: banjo? Mhm.
1: Yeah. Yep, got one right there. Oh,
0: I didn't even see it. Yeah, <laughs> that would that instrument is so intriguing to me. Oh
1: yeah, it's amazing. It's so cool. I'm not, I'm no bluegrass picker. I'm like a, I got into banjo in college when I was obsessed with the Avid Brothers, mm. and so my style has always been kind of that strumming mm-hmm. type of stuff that they do. Um, but I mean, guys like you know Noam Pakelney or Bela Fleck just like blow me away and you know i i i can do a little picking um i don't think i would ever try and do it live
0: because
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. it's so hard um but yeah i have i have a few finger picks around here somewhere
0: it it's crazy too because it always looks so effortless when someone picks really well live yeah it just looks second nature seriously and uh, I could imagine. I mean, I've never tried it, but it looks like the most difficult thing ever. And they're
1: just flying. <laughs> so fast. And they do it for long periods of time, and they're so consistent with, with you know, it, it's like...
0: They make it sound simple.
1: Yeah. I mean, bluegrass music is like, you know, yeah. this is like an average tempo for a bluegrass song. And... You know, when you're picking the banjo, you're picking sixteenth notes. So it's like, try doing that for four minutes straight. You know, then fifteen second break, and the next song you're doing it again, maybe and faster.
0: And they're just like looking around, all all relaxed while they're doing it. And their fingers are just. <laughs> it's yeah. That is yeah. That
1: that's a that is a a real skill that takes a long time to
0: so much dexterity yeah
1: and yeah i mean have you ever heard of Noam pakelney he's the uh he's the banjo player for uh, the punch brothers
0: okay mm-hmm. i do know i just started so i just started listening to a couple months ago the punch brothers and gogo penguin i've never heard of Penguin. <laughs> <You know, anymore. laughs> okay they're like just wild wild jazz music beautiful piano it's bass piano and drums that's the awesome. band. Nice. You would love the bass. Go Go Piano. Too. Okay. Go Go Penguin.
1: Pain- penguin Piano. <laughs> Very strange
0: name. But <laughs> it is funny. Penguin. I Yeah, I have a playlist of Punch Brothers and Go Go Penguin. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, Punch Brothers is. I mean, first of all, you got Chris Teeley, who is, you know, a child prodigy, and then Noam McKelney, who's also a child prodigy. So it's like you're you already kind of got a recipe for success there.
0: I was speaking of j- child prodigies. Have you ever heard of Jacob Collier? Mm-hmm. Wow.
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. The stuff he gets into is a bit heady for me. I'm, it is. It is very heady. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I I love theory and I I love challenging my understanding of music and music theory. But the stuff he gets into, I'm like, okay, this is this is a bit much for me. <laughs> <laughs> it is. This is just. Just yeah, stacks and
0: layers. Just yeah, I I thought I saw a documentary with him, um, like a short documentary film of him going to MIT. That was pretty cool. Oh really? He talks about the music process and he like uh, just creates with the students at MIT. Mm -hmm. And it was cool to see like how much fun he has. He's so talented but how much fun he has with the process of creation yeah was cool to see Mm -hmm. because i i can get stuck in the seriousness of my practice with climbing or music or even podcasting yeah like if i go into a podcast with like some agenda or like i have all these questions written out it usually doesn't feel the same for me because Mm it's it doesn't seem like a Playful, Conversation. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Like if we went and got coffee, I wouldn't have like yeah. a lesson plan for whatever. <laughs> a I <learned>. lesson plan? <laughs> yeah. For like whatever. You'd be like, what did you bring notes to talk to me? Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. Sounds like a psychopath or
1: something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is how you interact with humans. Yeah.
0: It would seem so odd. So I feel like approaching it playfully is, has been more fun for me. But same with climbing. Mm hmm. Like if I start to take it too seriously, it gets way too rigid and Mm -hmm. then I stop enjoying it. So I have to like go back to the playfulness of it, like the essence of why I started doing it. How do you do that for music? Like how do you get back to the playful essence of it?
1: Oh, um, it's it it can be really tough when when like the pressure's on to create, Mm -hmm. you know, and I've certainly felt that in my life recently, where I have so little time, the time that I do have, I, I feel so pressured to make it productive. Right. Um, I mean, a couple of nights ago, <laughs> I like, I just kind of had a little a little bout of depression because <laughs> I was like, I was watching this documentary um, about Bell and Sebastian and about how they how they like kind of got started, and I'm just like you know, these people who are start out when they're young and they already have all this music. And I'm like, I've only written probably eight or nine full songs. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing this for like seven years. And it was just, it really kind of threw me into a, into a kind of a, a real place of despair where it was like, I just, just where I was so frustrated with, how I wasn't able to make the most of the time that I had mm-hmm. and how it was like I mean being creative for me has always been like like pulling teeth that I mean it it's it takes me on average like 6 months or so to write to write a song even a really short one mm-hmm. and and that's always been something that I've that's been really difficult for me to come to terms with because you know not everybody is creative and some people are you know it's like it's a a spectrum it's not like you're creative or you're not creative it's like you know where I am on this spectrum of creativity it's like it, it is such that I'm it's pretty difficult for me to actually write something and it's it really kind of um Really, kind of takes a lot out of me, but when I do it and when it's successful, it's so fulfilling and so rewarding that it's like, which is, it's kind of like a, you know, and this is kind of what I, what inspired a little bit of of that song, "Close the Door," is 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 thinking of music as like a drug, you Mm -hmm. know, that that writing, you know, writing music. That process of being creative when it's successful and when it clicks is you just get this high of like all of a sudden you feel like the world is makes sense and everything's falling into place and it's it, it like <laughs> it sends you into this place of 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 like uh enlightenment
0: and you're like one with the universe right yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: and it's like an incredible feeling, but it happens so rarely, you know, in my experience. Where it's like just trying to get to that point, trying to get something out that just makes sense and that clicks. It's just like it, it's it's like you're just running the street for drugs, you know, trying to like trying to trying to chase that high. Right. You know.
0: Well, that's the that's the difficult thing. Um, comparing it with climbing. If I have a project that I want to complete, like outside, if my focus is on, like, just that feeling of, like, getting it done and completing it, mm-hmm. I feel like I don't ever get there. But if I focus on each individual part and, like, the day-to-day process that's going to make that happen, it just happens organically. Yeah. So for me, it's it's hard to... Yeah, sometimes it's hard to, like, just be there with it and, like, understand that that process that you're talking about, like, is the, is it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's not always that fun. <laughs> no,
2: it's not. <laughs> yeah.
0: Sometimes it feels like... Work? Work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah totally. Yeah. Sometimes it totally is work.
1: Yeah, man, I... Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of your 20s is just kind of coming to terms and accepting a lot of really hard truths about mm-hmm. life, you know?
0: I think you're kind of not realizing who you are, but having a clearer picture of who you are mm-hmm. and being and your okay with it. Yeah. yeah, and just like being like, cool, this is kind of who I am and I'm going to make this work.
1: Yeah, I mean... Something that like really defined a lot of my, a lot of the last couple of years for me has been just the, um, you know I I heard somebody say once that when you're young, you're nothing but potential. Mm. You you haven't accomplished anything, you haven't done anything, but you could, you could do just about anything. Mm. And as time goes on, that potential slowly starts to morph into reality
2: Hmm.
1: you know you sure you have you have more time and and there's still potential to do stuff with that time but you've already spent the time that you do have on something and now that is your reality you know Hmm. and it's like as as that shift happens um it's it's frightening because so much of what happens in your youth sets you up for the rest of your life, you know it, it's. I, I I suppose I I could have been a major league baseball player if I had spent my entire youth, you know, working towards that. Um, but that's not a possibility now. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like there are there are so many things that are just not possible anymore, and and I think realizing that those limitations is actually kind of kind of hard because in a way it's you kind of have to grieve that part of you because it's like it's almost like you you can see different versions of yourself dying, you know? And so it's like you actually have to have to grieve the death of of those of those potential people that you could have been
0: it's kind of freeing too because there's less to like grab onto. there you have more of a i feel like it's easier to find purpose mm-hmm. if you let it happen in that regard oh totally yeah because like you're talking about like as a youth it's like all it's like all chaos mm-hmm. and then it starts to get more orderly as you get older yeah i feel like now for me at least I at least have you know those things that I know I love and I uh like I enjoy doing them and like I have some skill at yeah. doing them. So it's nice to just to know that and and not feel like I'm um grappling so hard. Yeah. or just trying Yeah, to find I mean
1: it. it's it's like as your life goes on, what you choose to do with it is is you're essentially like building hedges around yourself um and they may not allow you to go other directions, but on the flip side they help they can help guide you forward mm-hmm. into you know further into that and so if it's something you don't want to do, then you better stop building <laughs> yeah. but you know it helps kind of like I was talking earlier some when I was saying that sometimes it's helpful to constrain yourself when you're trying to write a song um i'll say to myself okay i'm going to write a song in 3/4 or i'm going to write a song you know at 80 bpm or around there or i'm going to write a song with this picking pattern or, or something write a like song
0: that song with all nouns <laughs> yeah,
1: that'd be tough <laughs> that would be an interesting constraint um but constraining yourself is simultaneously um it's simultaneously
0: uh constricting
1: yeah it's constricting but it's also helpful because Mm -hmm. it it you know it's i mean when you have a million options it's so hard to choose totally but when you only have a couple well you only have a couple so pick one Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know it's um,
0: it's easier to get started i feel like yeah yeah, because that's the hardest part for me creatively is just getting started, mm-hmm. like staring at a blank page and just being like, "Oh,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, I totally agree." You know, when I, whenever I journal, I'll get halfway through an entry and be like, "Wow, I've just been, <laughs> I just, I've just been like bitching this whole time, just like <laughs> you know, like complaining about you know my life or about sometimes that's what it takes, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah." You got to get that get that stuff out before you can like arrive on something. Mm-hmm. It's like you're shaking off shaking right. it yeah. off. send <laughs> yeah. the rest off. <laughs> what do you feel like cuz you like moving to where you are now um what is next for for you for your creative process and
1: Um Oof. <laughs> you know
0: it can be a guess too.
1: Yeah, it, it's Where I'm at now is, um, you know, I've been exploring a lot, a lot of of more different, uh, sounds Mm -hmm. and and trying to, trying to, you know, recently what's been kind of um, inspiring me is, is the electric guitar. I've been trying to really kind of improve my skills on that. And that's kind of been driving a lot of my creativity, um,
0: do you use uh, pedals and stuff like that? Do yeah. You... So yeah. Oh, I, I... Did. yep. Pedal board. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yeah,
1: I just kind of started getting into that. I just bought all these like awesome. on Black Friday, and probably gonna sell a bunch of them. But just kind of got a whole bunch to try out. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that that's definitely kind of, you know, the idea that, you know, for a long time, if you I listened to it. So I grew up on classic rock, and that was like pretty much all I listened to through high school and you know you get a good variety of tones and sounds throughout that era um but it was much more about the the playing mm. you know and i think now um obviously there were people doing not doing that but i mean now it's like the average electric guitarist has you know like six or seven pedals on their pedal board and they're just like always tweaking trying to get these different tones because as technology has improved you just it's opened this whole new world of sonic qualities that you can mix and and change and and just tweak to make your own your own sound Mm -hmm. um and it's an endless world of possibilities you know and i think that's what that's what a lot of people are doing right now and um, that's so, kind of what I've started.
0: It's a lot of sonic to... experimentation yeah. for you. Uh,
1: I mean, yeah, I guess you could say that I, I'm a bit behind on it. <laughs> I'm always a little behind the curve with that stuff. But... What about like
0: sound design? Have you fiddled with that at all? Cause that's a, that's like one of my favorite things yeah. to do too. Sound, sound design. What do you mean? So design, like going on the computer, like, um, into, uh, like a doll and mm-hmm. just starting from like a square wave and just oh yeah creating a sound yes so
1: that thing right behind you yamaha dx7 i got that about a year and a half ago um that is a uh that was like the synth of the 80s -hmm. and um that uses something called fm synthesis where you basically start with a sine wave Mm -hmm. and you slowly which, I mean, that's kind of what analog synthesis is, too. But you start with a sine wave on the, on FM synthesis, and you just slowly make modifications to it to get... Slowly morph it. Yeah, it, yeah. It which... Uh, um, uh, you might want to adjust your mic a little bit. I think it's been falling this whole time.
0: Oh, it has been falling, huh? There we go. It's tight. There we go. Um,
1: yeah, and you just kind of slowly morph it into something something new Mm -hmm. so that that's also been something i've been trying to get into um unfortunately i'm so freaking scattered (laughs) scatterbrained i'm like trying to get into like drum machines and synths and electric guitars and all this stuff all at the same time yeah you know i'm like no i gotta focus on one thing because otherwise (laughs) i'm never gonna get good at any of these so yeah i mean as you can tell i the evidence of my uh unfocusedness is all around us with the ridiculous amount of (laughs) stuff. All the things. That's the things.
0: That's the beauty. That's something I love about electronic music though, is the endless potential of what you can do with it. Oh yeah, totally. So I feel like that, like that area for you could maybe be very freeing because Mm -hmm. there's just so much potential what you can do.
1: Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. And that's kind of what I've been really into recently. I mean, like I said, I only just got into Radiohead like a year and a half ago mm. um, and and um a lot of the a lot of the stuff now that I'm listening to is actually kind of more like indie pop right. rock it, it, in the sense that it's in the sense that it's all very um not experimental it's mm. just just good music you know that like kind of follows that basic. Verse course, verse kind of course by the book. Yeah, a yeah. Bit. But it's it's still like they still really kind of play with different sounds, mm-hmm. you know, which is which is really cool. Um, yeah. so that's kinda of what I've been what I've been into recently. So.
0: nice. So yeah, what as far as what about you've been playing music for a long time. hmm Advice for somebody just getting into music or wanting to write songs because i know a lot of people who they could write poetry or Mm -hmm. they've written before but they have trouble putting it into a song Mm -hmm. so what do you have any advice for how to how to do like bridge that gap
1: yeah um yeah i understand not yeah i have advice i mean i can (laughs) uh well, when, if you're, I think the best advice for somebody trying to write a song is learn other people's songs. You know, if you, if you want to, if you want to learn how to write music, then learn, then learn other people's music, mm-hmm. you know, um, sing other people's songs, uh, learn how to play their songs. Cause, um, it was, I think it was Bono that said like, every artist is a thief. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like nobody, if there ever was a point where, um, an artist was, was truly the first to do something. I mean, that almost never happens Mm -hmm. anymore. It's like every, everything comes your, your music, your sound is, is a conglomeration of everything that you've heard in your life, Mm -hmm. you know? And, um, so it's okay to, to copy. Basically. And to borrow, and what's that?
0: And to kind of borrow yeah. style. I mean,
1: yeah, it, it's just kind of letting other songs influence you and be like, "This is the song that I had in mind when I wrote this song." You know, um, it's. Uh, I mean, there was one song I wrote. It's not not on the EP, but I remember driving home one time listening to the song, uh, Kathy's song. By Simon and Garfunkel, and thinking, I want to write a song like this. Mm-hmm. And so I did. And it's not a great song, <laughs> but it's um but it at least got me there because, you know, that's just that's just how music is made, you know. It's it's gonna be different because it's yours, mm-hmm. you know. And sure there there are definitely um examples of plagiarism out there. Yes. <laughs> but um you know th- that's not to say you know use it as a shortcut mm-hmm. but maybe a jumping off point
0: what about for the actual like if someone has like a poem or has writing mm-hmm. putting it into a song
1: yeah that um so I that's actually interesting i've been i've been doing that a lot more with uh more recently cuz my wife and I have been collaborating a lot on on some on some stuff and she's uh she's been the lyricist you know and she's she writes much more kind of free form mm-hmm. than I do and just she'll like write um just phrases and and feelings and visuals and emotions and things like that and so um i think when it comes to that the best thing to do really is to just like, for me anyway, if I have a foundation, some people, some people can just in their head, come up with a melody and just start singing. If you're a good enough singer, you can just be like, take some words and start singing to it and eventually come up with a melody. Mm-hmm. I personally have to have some kind of like music behind it to anchor the melody. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can, if you can do that, whether you, whether you need the music as a background or not just sometimes coming up with those words and then just trying to sing them and trying to sing different versions of them. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, that's just the best way. If you've written the poetry, you're, you know, 90% of the way there. You just gotta, you just gotta kind of have an anchor kind of. Yeah. It sounds like, yeah. yeah. And you know, don't be afraid to change it up a little bit to, to fit the song, you know, yeah maybe try playing with different words play with different tenses you know singing in the i tense or singing in the u tense or the mm. or the you know first second or third person you know right although singing in second person would be kind of weird <laughs> <laughs> or maybe not i don't know
0: yeah um no that makes sense yeah, yeah. so
1: yeah that yeah that's that's all i could say about that really
0: cool what about, so best way to keep in touch with you for people that, because I'll put links to your music mm-hmm. and stuff, but for people who really want to hear your stuff or hear more of it or know when you're like mm-hmm. releasing something, what's the best way to, to follow you? Facebook. Facebook?
1: Yeah. Um, either, I mean, my personal page or or my, my band page or my music page, which kind of has everything I do musically, whether it's... cool. You know, as a bassist or as a songwriter. Um, yeah,
0: like kind of anything you're a part of. Yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. So um, that's just Adam Scott York. When do you think the album's gonna be out? Uh, the twentieth. The twentieth. So, yeah, I have Sweet. one
1: one more single I'm gonna release. I'm scheduled to release uh, next Friday awesome and then um on the 20th will be the ep very cool yeah
0: i'm excited about that yeah i'm excited to like because i've had to listen to it and like google drive <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm ready for it to be like on a thing yeah. you know?
1: yeah by the time it comes out in those uh, those streams actually yeah. mean something you're going to be like eh, i've heard Whatever. it <laughs> yeah.
0: i don't think i'll be done with it but <laughs> i'll definitely like how much do you think they'll change like are those songs like pretty oh no uh, they're done those are done done yeah cool awesome yeah i'm excited to hear it on the 20th that'll be fun
1: yeah thanks man i appreciate it i'm I'm very excited for it to be out it's a it's called the twin rivers ep twin Um, rivers yeah and yes just under my name adam scott york
0: awesome is there anything like is there anything you feel like is important to share or that you want to get out there
1: um, I don't know. I've, I'm really grateful for, you know, what I've been given. Um, really grateful for just, you know, just where I'm at in life and, and how I, I've been able to continue to create and, um, you know, incredibly grateful for my, my wife, Allison who's like the, just has made my life. 10 times better than I could ever imagine it. So, Anne has been just an incredible support in, uh, in just allowing me to keep, keep after this, even though it's, you know, life is crazy and busy and we have a right. baby coming in three weeks. So it's, you know, it's pretty crazy. So
0: that's amazing. Yeah. She's your anchor.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Dude. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah. Thank this you. So fun. Yeah. This is awesome.
0: Thanks for tuning in. As always, you can find all of my info in the show notes below, I'll put a link to all of Adam's music in the show notes as well. And you can look out for his album coming out December 20th. We'll go ahead and close with a song from that album called What I Need. Thanks. Love ya. Bye. Mm-hmm.
3: seasons keep on changing and the pages rearranging and I'm thinking that it might be a while cause every now and then I catch a glimpse inside of me and what I see don't make any sense and what I want to see don't match my capability